Hello and welcome back to the Outdoor Minimalist Podcast. I'm your host, Meg Carney, and I'm an outdoor and environmental writer and author of the book, Outdoor Minimalist, Wasteless Hiking, Camping, and Backpacking. The Outdoor Minimalist Podcast has a goal to give listeners actionable ways to waste less hiking, camping, backpacking, and more during every step of their process. Your impact outdoors starts long before you hit the trail and goes beyond leave no trace ethics. You'll learn how to identify sustainable outdoor brands, how to ask hard questions regarding sustainability, and begin to shift and evolve your mindset to integrate minimalism into all of your outdoor pursuits. In episode 56 of the Outdoor Minimalist podcast, I am going to do a short and sweet episode with a few tips and tricks to have a more eco-friendly and sustainable Halloween celebration. I did a few of these holiday-specific episodes last year just as bonus episodes, so I thought since Halloween is just around the corner, I could expand on some of those ideas and discuss a few topics that are immediately relevant to our daily lives. Reason being is that the holiday season tends to be a super high waste and high consumption time of the year, but with a bit more conscious consumption, it is possible that we can still do all of the things we love while having a lower impact. We just have to be intentional about it. A lot of you probably already did some or all of your Halloween shopping and probably picked out your costumes already. So some of this content may not be immediately relevant to you just because you already did all the shopping, but are things that you can keep in mind for next year or for those listeners that maybe just have some last minute shopping to do. I'm going to break it down into sections. The first area that I'm going to talk about is costumes. One of the most common considerations when you're trying to reduce your consumption in any area is to simply reuse the old ones. And that really is a pretty easy thing to do, especially if you have children or multiple children. And this can be a sustainable practice for adults as well. So if you have a friend group that you often celebrate with every year, maybe people have similar sizes or there's multiple couples, you can swap costumes. Children, obviously, you can share costumes among there. I remember when I was a kid, I was Zorro several years in a row because Zorro's awesome. And also, we could reuse that costume. If the swapping and sharing isn't really an option that you're interested in, then thrifting is also a good choice. So you can buy something that has been used in the past and give it a new life. This is a great option for kids, especially if they already outgrew old costumes so you can't reuse them or they don't really have people that they can swap with. And if you're super crafty, you can make your own. Now that one usually takes a lot of time and planning and if you already did that, then kudos to you. All right, the next thing on my list for areas of major waste during Halloween is pumpkins. Pumpkin carving is a very popular activity. It's interactive. You can do it with your friends and family, and it's just fun. Because this is such a tradition, in the United States at least, the sheer amount of pumpkins that are being grown for this Halloween or fall autumn activity time is pretty vast. And according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, close to 2 billion pounds of pumpkins are grown each year for Halloween celebrations. So we would assume most of those pumpkins are being used. Well, of that 2 billion pounds, around at least 1.3 billion pounds are being sent to the land. Landfill. Now, some of that being sent to the landfill is after people have carved them, Halloween has passed, and then they throw it in the trash. So they're still being used, but they end up in the landfill regardless. And if you listen to the FAQ episode that I did a few weeks ago, 
then you'll know that sending organic waste like pumpkins to the landfill emits really high levels of greenhouse gases like methane. So if you want to carve a pumpkin, but you don't want to contribute to the mass amount of pumpkin waste each year, what can you do? There's several ways that you can use the entire pumpkin, but that usually only goes for if you're planning to eat the pumpkin and not use it as decoration. If you're going to use it for decoration and not for eating, then the things I recommend is saving and baking the pumpkin seeds to eat. That is a lovely tradition and one of my favorite snacks. Another thing you can do is save the pumpkin and keep them out for decoration after Halloween just to kind of prolong the life. And then once you get sick of it or maybe you notice it starts to rot or something like that, then I suggest composting it. There are many ways you can do this. If you have an at-home garden compost or you have animals like chickens or pigs, you can feed that to them. You can contact local farmers that would have livestock that like to eat pumpkins. And one thing that I have seen online in a variety of areas is they'll have kind of pumpkin drop points where you're allowed or it's regulated to dispose of that type of waste for animals like deer to eat. But be very careful about doing that sort of thing and be aware of local regulations because I'd never want to encourage people to feed wildlife. If you don't have a compost bin, look into, like I said, farmers, but another option is um, community gardens. Oftentimes they will have a composting system in place, so you can contact them. If you know a neighbor that gardens, you can also ask them to add it to their compost pile. Another option is looking into your municipality's compost system. I know for holidays when there's a higher waste time, at least for things like Christmas trees, they will have special compost pickups, um, but many municipalities also have a bin that you can pay for that acts just like trash or recycling, but it is for organic waste like compost. All right, now to the good stuff, the candy. Candy has a lot of waste, mostly because of the wrappers and then also some of the ethics behind how a lot of that candy is produced. To focus on the thing that most people pay attention to, which is the wrappers, especially for mini candies, the little plastic tiny wrappers, a lot of those are being thrown right into the trash because there's not another option that is how they're designed. And there also tends to be a higher level of littering during this time because kids are walking around, they're trick-or-treating, they're eating their snacks, and a lot of times they're not purposefully throwing them in the ground. But if you have kids or you're around kids a lot, you'll know like they just drop things sometimes and they're not really paying attention. They get really excited. Um, so it could fall out of pockets. It could blow out of their little candy carrier. Lots of reasons why littering could be a problem. So... A few things that you can consider if you want to reduce your waste when it comes to the candy that you have for Halloween is first you can buy in bulk and you could always get compostable packaging or reusable packaging if you're just using it for your kids in specific. So you're eliminating that packaging waste altogether. Now that's not an option for everyone. So the next option really is to look for more sustainable or ethical candy companies. The easiest things to look for when you're looking for more ethical foods, especially things like chocolates, is if they are fair trade. Organic is always nice. And then also looking at 
how the wrapper can be disposed of. Some of them may have recycling on them, but the best option is an at-home compostable wrapper. If there is a recycling symbol on the packaging, it really only means so much. So make sure that they are actually recyclable through your municipality's recycling system. And you can do some research. You can look into that on your city's website or maybe the waste management website. I know for our waste management here, they send out a pamphlet like once a year, you can hang on the fridge that kind of details what is actually recyclable in that area. If things like wrappers, which in most areas, they are not recyclable at the local recycling centers, then you can look into a company called TerraCycle. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. They recycle a wide variety of things, including food wrappers that often are not accepted by local recycling systems. On the note of candy and trick-or-treating, another really easy way to reduce waste is to forego buying those plastic pumpkin carriers. In my experience, those aren't very comfortable for most kids to carry. The handles are not very sturdy or strong. And if you live in a northern climate where it's often cold in the night when you are trick-or-treating, they're made of plastic and they can be somewhat brittle. And most of these plastics that they're made from, they aren't recyclable anyway. So an easy way to reduce the waste is to start with what you have. If you already have them, then use them until you can't use them anymore. But if you don't have any, but you need something for your kids to trick-or-treat with, use a reusable canvas bag or integrate a backpack into their costume in some way so they have an easy and functional way to carry their candy around but it is less wasteful because it already exists in your life. Okay, so I covered a lot of things already, but a couple of other things that I'm just kind of thinking of that might be helpful, especially in the realm of costumes, I guess. I should have said this earlier, but it is face paints. And face paints can be a little bit tricky. What you wanna do is find natural, non-toxic face paints or use makeups that you would use on yourself. You wanna avoid buying like those dollar store face paints because they tend to contain a lot of dyes and toxic things that are especially dangerous to children. So anytime you're buying cosmetics, I always encourage people to look for the leaping bunny, which means it wasn't tested on animals. And then also looking at the ingredients, if they are listed, looking to see what type of packaging it comes in. Just kind of do your general product research on it to see if it is a quality product to begin with. And if you wouldn't use it on yourself, then obviously we don't really want to be using it on children either. If you don't have children, or even if you do, and you're planning to have an adult party, then there's a lot of things that you can do to reduce your waste for the party itself. So an easy way to do this for any get together is to do kind of like a potluck style where everyone is bringing pre-made snacks and contributing something to the party. They're bringing them in their own dishes and you can use reusable things like cups, plates, silverware, just set that all out for people to use, especially if you have a dishwasher available because this makes cleanup actually pretty easy. While it is convenient, I always like the potluck style because it kind of prevents people from defaulting to the pre-packaged store-bought treats because that way each person at the party is only responsible for one thing and so usually they have time to invest in say baking some brownies or making a charcuterie board instead of buying those pre-packaged items that usually come in some type of plastic the black plastic especially which isn't often accepted at recycling centers 
There's probably a ton of other things that I'm forgetting or I just don't really know about. I know that if you're looking for fun activities to do with your kids, you can always contact local bakeries. A lot of them do Halloween themed cookie baking kits or there's often events going on around town that don't actually require you to really buy anything. You just have to show up and you can enjoy your time. With that, I'll be sure to include some helpful links in the show notes so you can dig a little bit deeper into some of the resources and maybe get a few more ideas. And I will be sure to include different ideas on the types of candies that tend to be more ethical or sustainable. So that's all for now. And thanks for listening and have a happy and safe Halloween. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you hear, let me know. Leave a review and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can still find me on Instagram at outdoor.minimalist.book for daily updates, other educational resources, and to help build an outdoor community with a shared goal to create a better outdoor space as we recreate.